Hey, 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 yo, 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 this is Jake S-O-O-O. What's up, gang? This is another episode of, uh, what do you, what do I call it? Confessions of a Basement Dweller. I got you. I knew what it was called the whole time. In, in this episode, I'm reviewing the game. Since we're just uh, in and around Halloween, this game is called The Evil Within, not The Evil Without. It's The Evil Within, stupid. Also known in Japan as Psycho Break, which I kind of like more. I want to play Psycho Break. And this is a third-person survival horror game, just like the ones we played growing up on PS1 and PS2 and PS3. It's a real throwback to the action and adventure and absolutely horrifying moments of the third-person survival horror genre. And uh, I like this game. I like this game a lot. This is probably my favorite, uh, best uh, experience with a survival horror game since... um, Resident Evil 4, which I think is still my favorite, I think most people's favorite survival horror game, just hands down. And it's we, I mentioned Resident Evil 4 because the person who directed this game, Shinji Mikami, is also the one who did Resident Evil 4. And there's a lot of uh, uh, sort of, you know, you see it, you're like, oh yeah, this is, has the same work and detail and... Um, uh, sort of campaign length as something like a Resident Evil 4, although the story is uh, pretty weak. It's kind of a weak story. <laughs> doesn't really make much sense, but it kind of gets you there, gets you through it, and and it definitely doesn't skip, uh, skip on the horror and the action, because this game is a fucking trip. You start as a detective um, named Sebastian, and you go to uh, investigate a bunch of murders, like a murder spree at a hospital. And as you're in there, you get sort of captured by these by this ghost or this fucking demon. And when you wake up, you're in this uh, basically like butcher shop of for people. And there's this zombie chopping up people. And you wake up, and this is where the nightmare. And it's a fucking nightmare. You're playing this fucking nightmare. It it's terrifying. And you have to really scrape together your weapons and, uh, and your health. And you have, there's traps and there's bosses and there's all different types of enemies that you have to fight with increasing difficulty. You get a, a, many different weapons to choose from. You start with the pistol and it's not very effective. So you're using stealth a lot in the beginning, which is cool. You have to creep up on guys and knife them in the head or cut their head off or some crazy shit and uh it's uh you're playing it like a fucking horror movie and you're in a nightmare you know so you're going you're going around to each level there's guys called keepers and they're these big humanoids with these giant heads and they have giant meat hammers to kill you with there's sadists with with chainsaws and you got to get your shotguns out you can get this thing called an agony crossbow that shoots like bolts of all different kind explosive bolts it shoots like fire bolts electric bolts and you really got to take the time to upgrade you get this stuff called green gel and when you go into this other part of the nightmare you're basically inside a nightmare you're inside some guy's mind named ruvik who is the antagonist and he basically what did he do he created some sort of like cerebral fucking cortex 
channeling psychoactive machine and you end up inside of that machine inside of his mind so you're playing basically inside this guy's mind the whole time and that's why everything is such a fucking nightmare and all the the monsters and and all the like rivers of blood and fucking evil ass giant dog men and these guys with safes on their heads that have uh the freaking leather face aprons on and they're coming after you with giant japanese swords and shit it's crazy it's crazy and so you there's a you have a safe house option that you go through this mirror wherever you find a mirror and you go into the mental hospital and you can upgrade your guy with this green gel that you have to collect and the green gel like extend your health you're running you're going to do a lot of running it can increase your weapon strength your ammunition and you got to stay on that to upgrade because if you don't you're going to get killed very quickly. It's very easy to get killed. There's booby traps, and they don't skip on the fucking gore when your character dies either. You get your head ripped off. You get your body mutilated, smashed, smushed, ripped apart. It's insane, man. It's insane. Um, so you, what you have to do is you have to figure out how to get out of this nightmare world and you meet a couple different doctors that worked with this guy Ruvik before he went crazy and you find out a little bit about his backstory about how he's like part of a rich family that was killed in a fire and you find out that he's the one that killed them and so you you get to play in the mansion his old mansion you go to this different graveyards and you go to uh like this crazy like cave system which is pretty cool you gotta um continue to collect your weapons and you know fight you get bosses but the bosses are cool well i i really liked fighting these bosses and uh what else about this game man you know it's uh horrifying i don't know how many times i can say that it's on all the platforms ps3 oh, this came out in 2014 too shit i just never played it it's super good for halloween if you want to play a game that's you know a horror genre game i gotta say this is good because the resident evil games themselves have been slipping ever since resident evil 4 i liked resident evil 5 but i didn't like it as much as 4 and then resident evil 6 was fucking garbage so to have this game come out and be completely separate from resident evil the series and sort of do better at it than resident evil did you kind of get why this guy um sinjin mikami did what he did and worked with Bethesda, who you all know from, what do they do, like Skyrim, and they do some huge games, huge, huge games, uh, Bethesda, oh yeah, Fallout, my god, they do like some, you know, the biggest game franchises around, and this game is really a, a departure from those games, because those games are usually like first person, this is a third person, you know, uh, you shoot them up well not shoot them up you have to conserve your ammo you have to conserve your you get grenades you have to conserve you have to use stealth you do have to use your brain at times actually to get around certain booby traps there are some, some you know pretty simple puzzles that you have to figure out or you'll die and get torn to torn to fucking pieces you know there's uh mines and stuff and that's a cool thing because you can disarm the mines and once you disarm them, you get the gear parts, and you can use those to, like, build up certain, uh, like, b 
bow weapons and bolts for your crossbow to make, you know, you can make like frost bolts that freeze the enemies and then you can like lay them out with a shotgun and watch them like crumble or you can just hit them like you freeze them and then you hit them and they break up like Wesley Snipes at the end of Demolition Man, that kind of shit, you know, so they put a lot of thought into the weaponry. And a lot of thought into the actual death animations. I like that because a lot of times in games, like if when you're shooting zombies and you shoot for their head, it's either like it absorbs it and it just sort of like a blood spray or the head just sort of explodes. But in this, you actually can see like piece, like the top of their head's gone, but they're still coming at you. And like there's just a big divot in their head and they're still alive and you shoot them again and again and then boom, their head just fucking flies. Or with you hit them with a shotgun and the head just flies apart you can take off limbs and stuff you know like it's very detailed gore which i appreciate because i like gore and if you're gonna do gore it's kind of cool to get it more detailed you know because it's fun more fun to watch and play you have a couple other detectives that you're friends with and you sort of meet up with them at different points and you guys there's sort of some sort of like not co-op gameplay but you have a like a sort of buddy and you have to like make sure you keep his health up while you're fighting other people because if he dies and you have to start again you know i actually went through and played this game a second time i was kind of pissed though because i did it on uh what medium mode medium difficulty and then i beat it and I wanted to play it on hard mode, but there is no hard mode. You have to, like, unlock hard mode somehow. And I don't like to do that because, uh, you know, with New Game Plus, I like to play it on hard mode because New Game Plus is a fun option where you get to keep everything you've collected from the first playthrough and then play the game again with, like, all your ammo and items and upgrades. But playing New Game Plus on medium mode sort of defeats the purpose it's kind of a walkthrough like i go to these big parts that were really difficult in the first playthrough and since i'm so upgraded i go in like this big battle that was like crazy and long sort of like ends on a fucking whimper and i'm just sort of standing there and i've killed everybody and i'm like oh fuck well i guess i'm moving on so i don't know why you have why hard mode has to be unlockable i know when they do like extreme mode and like suicide mode or whatever they call it like those are unlockable but to have like just basic hard mode be unlockable was kind of a pain in the ass, especially because I wanted to play it a second time. And I did enjoy it when I started playing. I got about to five, six, or seventh chapter. I should say this game's like a 20 hour playthrough, so it's no joke, man. It's cool that they did that because I feel like a lot of times they substitute effect, you know, graphics and this shit for duration. So you're getting a game and it's super cool and it's long, like The Order. It, you know, and then it's like seven hours, you know, so for this to do a full 20 hour campaign, you know, I think I did it in like 19 something, you know, but I think it's designed to be a 20 hour campaign, which is great because, you know, you're playing a game like this with a story. You want to play it through and you want, you know, to be a full arc of a game. And I find that 20, 20 hours for a game is kind of the sweet spot if it's a good story, which this isn't necessarily a good story, but it is a really fun game, especially if you're already a fan of the survival horror genre. And even if you're not, like, this game will scare the pants off you, and, you know, you could probably still have fun with it if you don't like survival horror. It's not that big a deal, you know? So overall, I could give this game, like, an 8, 8 out of 10, maybe 8.5. I, I give it an 8.5. I give it an 8.5 because I, I like survival horror games, and it's fun to have one on a next-gen platform or current-gen platform that I don't have to go back and play games that I already played for survival horror just to sort of get that 
that uh, feel of a game, you know. So it's cool that they made one on its own. It's it's not a, it's not an existing franchise. It's its own thing. It's called Evil Within, or as it's known in Japan, Psycho Break. So yeah, I would I play this game, man. Definitely, if you can find it for cheap used copy, it's already two years old. Play it over Halloween and have some spooky scares. It'll be a difference from watching the same old horror movies you watch every year. So yeah, this has been Confessions of the Basement. Check this shit out. It's a fun game, and I will see you with another episode soon. Mm-hmm.